Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. We're going to have some fun today with our beeped out Christmas songs. So almost every song, until like a couple years ago, uh, when everybody got so woke, was fun and practical, and you wouldn't mind singing them along with your kids. But what we've done is we've adjusted some of these songs to fit you know, our little more perverse attitudes today. And if you can give us the right titles to these songs and the right words that get beeped out, well, then we're going to make you a big winner. Are you ready? Yeah. Pretty simple. Just tell us what we beeped out here to make it a little bit naughty. First song. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could play just the same as you and me. What do we beep out, Chelsea? Laugh. Laugh. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh. Laugh is right. All right, you're one for one. Congratulations. Here's your next one. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black... That was a long <laughs> Chelsea, what what got beeped out there? A pie? You, you don't know this song? You well, said pie. You're as cuddly <laughs> as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Oh, peel is what we're looking banana for. Banana peel. I, I was going to say, I, I, I think the excessively long beep was very distracting. That, that, threw, that threw you off? All right. Your next, <laughs> this is my favorite holiday tune, by the way. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's dancing. That was quick. I'm going to play for you one more time. The beep was really quick. <laughs> what do we beep out there? Uh, chicken? Or cooking chicken? Cooking chicken. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken in... Hey! All right, Chelsea, you get one more right, and you are a winner. Our next one, please. Down through the chimney with good St. Nick. First comes the stock in the little now. Oh, dear Santa... Well. Oh. Come on now. What got beeped out there, Chelsea? Uh, let me play for you one more time. Down through the chimney with good St. Nick. First comes the stock in the little now. Oh, dear Santa, it well. Old dear I I mean, I, I just, I'm thinking just dirty words right now. Uh, you want to take a stab at it? Um, can I hear it one more time? Absolutely. Down through the chimney with good St. Nick. First comes the stock in the little now. Oh, dear Santa, it well. <laughs> Think of what you do with stockings. Filling them? Down through the chimney with oh, good St. Nick. No. First comes the stock in the little now. Oh, dear Santa, fill it well. Hey, on the first one. We'll take it. You didn't even have to get to our last beep, which was... Okay. 
have you known at Chelsea? And that, that figgy pudding. And a happy new year. Now bring us a figgy pudding. You are a testament to all that is good and pure about the holidays, Chelsea. Congratulations. Making you a huge winner this morning. <laughs> All right, so it's not on the market, but uh, everything has a price. Zillow is now sharing the price estimate for Santa's house in the North Pole. Oh. This guy is sitting fat. He's a baller, but this is like a $3, 4000000 million crib, huh? No, $1.5. But, but if they get in a bidding war, it could get up to 2 and a half. It could. Yeah. So it, it's almost $1.5. It's actually up like 200000 from last year's Zestimate. But guess what? Sometimes their Zestimate might be 100000 off because they're not factoring in your fully done basement and two extra bedrooms and maybe full bathrooms. Oh. But I would assume yeah. that Santa's got everything done. <laughs> I got to give them a call. I'm I'm just curious. I'm not looking to sell my house. I'm just curious. All right. So this TikTok user is getting a lot of heat for his weird method of parenting when it comes to the holidays. I know I know a parent that did this where they had one gift box that was empty. And they had some very curious kids that would get too close to the gifts under the tree. And so one night she just grabbed it and she threw it in the fire. Here is a top tip for parents. Wrap up some empty boxes and pretend that they are presents. Then each time one of those little misbehaves, (laughs) chuck one onto the fire. God, I'm not. That's a savage motion. But aren't you the same person that also wrapped up an empty iPhone box? Listen. That is one moment I am not proud of, okay? You I would laughed. never do you it again. You belly laughed at that for <laughs> <I> days. <know. laughs> Our holiday party is not actually in March or April this year. It's going to be pretty close to Christmas. Very timely. I like that. When is it, it coming up here on the 6th? 6th? And the plan for the Leighton Broadcasting Holiday Party is to give all of these people who have giant egos and don't necessarily get along liquor and axes. <laughs> and throw all night. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. So uh, I got this this bunch of info. And you, I'm not, I'm not able to go this year. I have a, a commitment. You're not able to go because you have a commitment. Yeah. Uh, but I've got all of these details on worldwide, mostly nationwide, holiday office parties. And I want to test you to see whether or not you fit the typical person that goes to a holiday office party. Okay. So when I go, this is me. Maybe. Okay. A survey by HR. This is uh, human resources, kind of like they have their own little cult across the the world and they all talk to each other a little bit. Uh, 35% of people have regretted their actions at a holiday office party. Have you ever gone to one of our parties where you've regretted your actions? I think I regretted doing... My rendition of Shoop via karaoke. It wasn't. It it wasn't terrible. Nobody died. No one. No one died, and I still had flavor, mm. but it was still like I didn't. It got long, you know. Yeah. When you want to cut things Could've off, could use just the first refrain, right. and that would have been mm-hmm. it. So that would be my only one. But one in five of us have made the love at a holiday Christmas party. You, David. I don't know anybody that I would make the... Oh, I work with my husband. You work with your husband. He was going to be there. But I'm just saying, like... You've never had the temptation to just sneak away? Not at this company, no. But I have at my previous one. 40... Okay, so wait. So you're telling me you you made the love? I didn't make the love, but uh, I showed him what I was working with. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I did, it, and it was just what, with one guy. Forty-five percent of people have kissed a coworker yes. at a holiday office party. Yep. Can't say I've done that either. Uh, one in three of us have let an office secret slip. No, uh-uh. I don't know any office secrets. I guess 
we're really, because we're here so early, we're refrained from a lot of that stuff. Yeah. We don't get a lot of the gossip anymore. Uh, again, one in three of us have been hung over the day after. I think that's fair to say you have done. Uh, no. You've n- I've you've never, never gone hard at a, at a no, oh, yes, yes, yeah. just one, the shoop night. Yeah. I was pretty the infamous shoop night. into it. And then one in four of us have gotten so drunk at the holiday party, they don't remember their actions the next day. No, that's that, not well, true. You still remember the whole you know, shoop I've thing? Never, I've never gotten blackout drunk that I don't remember what I did. Not even part of it? No. Mm-mm. Really? No. Hmm. I remember all the details. Uh, if you've got a holiday office party, number one, uh, be grateful that your company's at least throwing you an office party. Yeah, that's number nice. Number two, uh, what I'm going to do is offer you a chance to go in place of me. I didn't notice on any of the invites that we got for our holiday party that it had to be us going. So if I don't you ha- think they felt like they needed to put that. They should have put it on there. So the what I'm going to do is in a couple of minutes, I'm going to give you a keyword to text in. <laughs> you if are you're texter not. number 104, you get to go for Trish and myself and bring a loved one and just show up at the Leighton Broadcasting Christmas party. From what I understand, there's food, there's booze, there's axes. The prizes are stacked up in the studio right I gotta here. got to go through those. Kat's in been minute. in charge of ordering all the prizes. Yeah. Can you tell some of the great stuff that they here, can I'll win? Show you. I'll show you. If on you're not Snapchat a member of our here. company. Okay, yeah. Follow Santa. Uh, Santa. Follow Santa Cat <laughs> on Snapchat. It's Poo Bag Diva, all one word. Poo Bag Diva. Follow her. She's gonna throw it on Snapchat, and then you'll see what you'll be able to. If you want to go to our Christmas party, I'm gonna let you in because they didn't say I couldn't. Let's begin now. There is a nipple factor of about 27 outside right now. I don't feel good. Holy cow! Man. It's cold. You like didn't... I feel fine, but I just I can't get like. My feet are still cold. Yeah. And I got here an hour and a half ago. My fingers are very cold. I'm cold. We're without a candle today, so I don't know how yeah, we'll do our why. show. We're going to have to start burning garbage in here. We'll have to cut the fingers <laughs> off our gloves and burn a, a garbage can. <laughs> uh, what'd you do yesterday? Give me some good news, Kat. Oh, my God. I did so much. So I went and met a friend at Green Mill. Got a big, uh, they have coconut chicken salad there. Yeah. It is so good. And then I ran Liam's Christmas money to the bank. So what my mom does all year round is save all her change and she gives it to him for Christmas. $108. There it is. Yeah. And then he got a bunch of cash. So I put in like over 450 bucks for the kid. Jeez. Into his bank account. Good to be the only child. It is. And then I was at CashWise because he banks at Gate City. And so I'm walking around and just getting some odds and ends for dinner throughout the week. And I go to grab a cauliflower. Guess how much a head of cauliflower is. Just throw a number uh, out. Five and a half bucks. $8. Wow. $8. And I said to the woman that was stocking the produce, I said, hey, this is, we got a misprint over here. She goes, don't shoot the messenger. She goes, some guy reamed me this morning. Oh, and I go, I'm not going to yell at you. This is not your fault, but this is crazy. And she's like, I know. I love cauliflower too. Was, Everybody in the produce department getting rich right now. I know. $8 a cauliflower head. But then um, I had something inside me. I went to the, mm. uh, I had, I had this vision inside my head. Okay. Good start. And I was like, I need to gamble today. And oh. so I took Liam to Charlie's and we shared a wrap. And I was like, I'm going to do 20 bucks on pull tabs. Like so there was something I never do pull tabs, never get scratchers, nothing. And I was like, I got it. First pull tab, $100. No way. The next two, each $2. I made $104 on a $20. So you made $84. Isn't that crazy? Right on to cash out and then that was it? Yeah. And put it back in? Well, I looked at Liam. I go, we got to look at our odds. We got a lot of $200 scratchers in there. If I put $104 in there, could we get that? And he goes, we don't want to gamble on this. Wow. So we took the money I paid for lunch. We had basketball. I saw a shooting star this morning. So I made a wish on that. It's all coming up, cat. It really is. Wow. What a great day.
Mine pales okay. in comparison to that. Oh. Uh, I got in a really good workout yesterday, and uh, that was kind of it. Just kind of, I actually got a nap in yesterday, like a 25 minute nap. That's mm. pretty rare for me to be able to get like sounds solid very unsatisfying. Sleep. It, was, uh, it was enough, <sighs> enough to get me through the big day. It's uh, it's very weird. My home is now like a, a little beehive. Like oh. I had uh, kids everywhere. The kids are back from college, nice. and so they're in, they're out, they're doing stuff, and I'm like, woo, woo, woo. My head's back and <laughs> forth. I'm used to it just being kind of calm. So. We get one quick answer, and it has to do with our lunches. So over half of us will not eat this for lunch because of the smell. We don't mind the taste, but we hate the smell so bad that we refuse to eat it. And I'll give you a good hint. It is healthy. What's your guess? Um, fish. Get a little more more specific for me. Tuna sandwiches. Tuna fish. Yes, you got it right away. <laughs> now, uh, this one hit kind of close to home. So my son is back from college. He'll be, uh, he's a uh, junior and a half, I guess. Uh, so he's in his junior year. But over the winter break, he's helping out um, one of his friends who owns like a, a snowplow company. And they, they remove snow and stuff. So he went out last night to like 2 a.m. and was shoveling and removing snow from business parking lots. And when I went downstairs this morning at like 3 a.m., Instead of rinsing, like, so he made, like, two cans of tuna and then chopped up some onions and some uh, pickles and and just kind of ate it out of a Tupperware. Yeah. But instead of rinsing that Tupperware and throwing it in the dishwasher or even just throwing it in the dishwasher, <laughs> the stink when I hit the middle floor, what? I was like, wait, what is that? Did the cat die? Yeah. And then I walk over there oh and there's gosh. this big bowl of tuna fish sitting there. I'm like, Blech. you couldn't rinse that out at all? I know it was 2.30 in the morning and you were tired and stuff like that, but... Run some water over that, yeah. man. I love a good tuna melt, yeah. but there are certain things that you're just like, is the risk worth the reward? I don't know. I got to the point when <laughs> yeah. when I was an athlete that I would crack a can of tuna and just scoop it out with my fingers and eat it just for the protein. Good Lord. And then did you, you did wonder why you didn't have so many dates. Well. Like they just called you tuna during those. Wait. <laughs> all right. We're obviously getting pretty up. Yeah, thanks. So I read this and all I could hear was you under your breath saying nerd. And throwing a stick in their spokes. This British couple, they are circling the globe on a tandem bike. Yep, that's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, every single I would I would avoid telling oh. you that I worked out on my um recumbent bike because because of just like the slew of insults that you would throw my way. And I was out getting exercise. I didn't have a flag on the back. Don't care. I didn't wear a helmet. It, it, the 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 Amount of nerdism that you display on a recumbent bike outweighs <laughs> the good that it does for your body and your heart in so many different manners. The only time I felt upset about or like like self conscious about riding it was when I'd have to cross ten to get to where I was going with Liam <laughs> and that one guy named Abe that took a photo of me and yeah. sent it in. Yeah. That was that was dirty. My kids every time they see anyone <laughs> on a recumbent bike go, you think that's cat? Screw them. Whatever. It's exercise. No. Like, that's it's, terrible to that's put the someone same, down. It's the same as saying running across the street to sell a baggie of meth to somebody is exercise. You have a moped club. Yeah, right. But I don't claim it's exercise. And it's cool. We do good things for the community. No, you don't. We're keeping the area safe. Where the police Never. don't. Where the police don't get to, we do. No, when they're there We're at the scene of a crime, and you find them. It's, Listen, you're, you guys are weird. We add a, three or four more people to the Moped Mafia. There's no need for police anymore. <laughs> 
I don't want to get there right now because I know you want to talk about dorks because it's in your home land. I just want to know, like, what is the nerdy thing that you and your significant other do? Like, is there something that's super nerdy that yep. you guys do? Mine's incredibly that embarrassing. I'm going to need a second to kind of get my thoughts together and how to say this as cool as possible. Okay. But it's incredibly embarrassing what Trish and I do in our lives right now that is, it's got nerd written all over it. And so mine could win us like a ton of money. How mine couldn't. Mine can okay. do only damage if the word gets out. I'd be willing to share it with you, but if you, you got to call first, though, okay? You see Cat on a recumbent bike. Do you yell, dork, and take a picture and send it to me or the radio station? Or do you drive right by and give your kids a lesson saying, please don't ever end up like that? No matter how bad life gets, you don't ever have to be on a recumbent <laughs> bike. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it leads to all sorts of really nerdy things, like maybe even a tandem bike. You can truly go like 20 miles and not even realize because you are just flying on one of those things. But I read this story. Have you story ever tipped and, yours? Have I ever tipped my yeah, recumbent have bike? You, have you made no. too sharp of a turn? I feel it's like it would be impossible. <laughs> Uh, but this British couple, they're circling the globe on their tandem bike. 180 days it's going to take them. But what a beautiful moment. Yeah, nerdy. But, like, they're spending all this time together. And they're doing it for a great cause. And, yeah, I just. How do you not throw a spoke uh, a stick in their spokes? I mean, I'm very glad they're not her, coming through the Watch area. her tip over the back of him. Like. You know what I would do? Pretend to bike. Like I do on those pedal pubs. I pretend to bike. <laughs> yeah, like, do it all I'm not freaking working out and drinking at the same time. So what makes you kind of a dork? You and your significant other, you've got something going on that makes you kind of a nerd. What's going on with Beth? This is while you guys are driving. What do you do? He hates baby shark. Okay. So I have a sunroof and I'll stand up in the sunroof and I'll blare uh, baby shark. Okay. And I'll be out the sunroof, like singing "Baby Shark." That's like super dangerous and illegal. Yeah, I don't know if that's um, <laughs> I don't know if that's nerdy as much as it is annoying. It, well, it's embarrassing to him. Why "Baby Shark"? You do it just to make him mad? Yeah, because you don't like it. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, all right. We're on our way. I appreciate it. I hope you have a really good day. All right. Thank you. Well, you guys, Cat. What What's the thing you do that would consider you'd consider it as a dork couple thing? I would just say, and it could get us some some change in the end if Derek does decide to go on a game show, but we research everything. Like, if you watch a movie with us or, I don't know, just, we're, we're always on our phone Googling. Like, what does that mean? Is that factual? You know, what other movies was this person in? So, like, we could say... What a way to wreck a movie! Robert De Niro for 500, please. And Derek could probably get all of those questions right. He is a bastion of knowledge. It's crazy. I need Amber to call in ASAP. We talked about, you guys were a topic the other day on our show. So, yes, My wife nerdy. and I, uh, we get a dork badge for um, watching, like, main cabin masters or beachfront bargain hunt. Okay. But then we get to the point where we get on our phones and go on Zillow and look for places that we yeah. could buy. And but then you fix don't up. do anything. But then, right, right. That's that's where I because I draw the line there because I, I, that's my work now. It's like filling up your Amazon cart and then just deleting everything. What's the point? You just wasted so much because, time because uh, I can't. I don't want to fix up houses. Then don't. I don't want to fix up cabins. But when I watch it, I think I can. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every day we're getting a little closer to buying something else and then fixing it up and trying to sell it. But yeah. I know it's just going to be me. It's going to be me swinging a hammer. It's going to be me going to Home Depot 45 times a week. I don't, it's exhausting. I know, but you got to think of the benefits. All those properties, 
Bring in the change. Everywhere. Uh, you know, if Amber's not going to call, I have to share this. My husband and I do diamond paintings and puzzles. We're in our 30s. Oh, puzzles is a geek thing. You win. Puzzles are the worst. <laughs> Yesterday, we talked about how I lost my phone for like 45 minutes. I've rarely seen you in a post-panic mode like that. I could tell there was some trauma there. Yeah, there was. I... Uh, Started thinking about my text messages and then, but then I, you know, started thinking yesterday after we talked about it because somebody had texted, you know, it wouldn't have been the messages or anything like that. It would have been the photos in my phone if I were to lose my phone. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. There are a few photos, but there's one in particular. So I posted, I had you send me a photo that if your phone was lost forever and this photo went with it, you'd be crushed. Well, a lot of us are too stupid to back up our phones. Right. So your photo was with you and your dad at Wrigley. Yeah. And then my photo is of Liam. He's in the zone. He's pitching. And any time that he's like so passionate about something, I just love it. Sure. And so I find myself looking at that photo often. And so I was wondering, you know, having people post their photos below and they did. There were a lot of like um, lost loved one photos yeah. that you just look back at those photos and go, oh, yeah. So you can share with us via texting or give us a ring. As to what phone or photo in your phone, if it uh, just went down the toilet, got ruined, and that photo was gone forever, what is the photo? After you mentioned that uh, on the show previously, I started backing everything, uh, all mine up to the Amazon Prime account we have. Good move. Like, I backed everything up. It ran all night last night. There was uh, a couple thousand pictures, a couple hundred videos. You know, they all backed up. And I was like, if something, if you were to lose your phone. I think that's why I post to socials a lot because then they're there, Memories. you know, and and I enjoy that. And I use my Facebook for that stuff. I, I like to keep my photos all in one So spot. what's the picture or video on your phone that if you lost your phone, you would be so mad. I mean, you don't mind paying the seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for a new phone. And that obviously sucks. But there's a picture on there that instantly gives you joy or you would be really, really mad if you lost it. Will you call or text real quick? Rarely do I see you shook as when you're without your phone, even though you have uh, a physical ailment now because you're on your phone so much. To see you mentally and, and like like emotionally shook thinking you might lose these pictures forever. Yeah. Well, there's just one in particular. You can see it on our Facebook page and um, yours. I had you send me one that if y- you could never see it again. It would really, like, crush your heart. Uh, there's something about the one I posted, and I'm just like, I like to look back it's at It's weird. One. The other one that I was going to send you to is uh, my wife, Trish, and I at Wrigley. Yeah. Like, that's, like, obviously my happy spot because uh, you get away from everything. You get some baseball and some beer and stuff like that. So our question to you today is if you lost your phone, there would be one picture that you would be so sad that you might never, ever see again. Yeah. Donna had said, uh, here's a picture of my grandchildren they are my favorite people in the entire world what's this one alex says my grandparents holding hands watching the super bowl in 2019 this was two months before he passed away from bone cancer they were married for 70 years 70 that seems to be the the theme of um the photos that we're getting on facebook and right now in texting are people that aren't with us anymore yeah i mean those memories are good you gotta remember uh you know like the generation behind us all they had was they had pictures photo albums photo books you could now at any, I mean, it might be your screensaver on your phone. Yeah. And you can see it as often as you want. So I think we have a kind of an advantage there. Rachel, you'd be really mad if you could never see the picture of what again? Probably a picture of my two dogs. Okay. So you're a fur mama. Yep. 
Wait, do you have regular babies then too? I don't think so. Nope. Okay, because I was going to be like, priority. I didn't want to judge you, but I was going to judge you at that point. All right, so what kind of dogs? Uh, one's a lab and one's a pit bull. And we at least got to get their names here. Uh, one is Sammy and one is, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can say oh. that on the radio. Wait, oh, wait, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll beep it out, I'm ready to go if it's dirty. <laughs> go ahead. Um, we, <laughs> I can't. Come on. What is it, come on, you got uh, to give it to us. What does it rhyme with? Tucker. Oh, oh yeah, You really right. yell that in your you, front yard? Well, so, like, he was, like, the worst dog. Like, he had a good name, and then all of a sudden I was like, you little... And that's what stuck. Like, that's all that he answered to And that dog will answer to that dirty phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got quite a unique situation going there, Rachel. Hey, when you get off the phone with us, can you text us that picture real quick? We want to see those. I'm not exactly sure how it started or how it happened, but over the years, we get more and more people that kind of send us details of what they've got going on in their life. And they're like, hey, what would your audience think about this? And I think it's been cool because we've had audiences that are always very, very upfront with, hey, this has happened before in my life. Or, hey, because of my experiences, here's the advice I can give, you know, some of your other listeners. And when we got the DM from Miranda and Kat dug in a little bit because I knew it was like right on your radar. Like this is something you would love to be doing as a as a profession. When I saw the text, I was like, don't tell us too much. But yeah, like snooping, being a PI, I can solve any crime by dinner time. A lot of people don't understand that. I <laughs> I literally at the beginning, the first three minutes of an SVU show, I know who did it. Even if they didn't introduce the uh, culprit yet. I just know. So. With that said, Miranda, appreciate you being on the show. You've got a, uh, a special week ahead, right? Yeah, you could say that. Um, I'm not even sure if you're going to believe me, but my friend has had so many red flags coming from her boyfriend and mixed signals that she's pretty sure he's cheating. So I'm going to spend the weekend basically following him around to bust him. No That's way. bananas. That is so exciting. JJ knows I would live for something like this. Are you afraid, though? Like, something, uh, you always hear about this kind of stuff, and then something bad happening. Like, all of a sudden, you end up in a ditch. I mean, obviously, if they're in a super secluded area, I might bring backup, but I just want to be there. If they're in a public place, I might just come in and start talking to him. I don't know. Yeah. My first question here is, do you not like this guy? Because I would assume that if you thought he was a good guy, you wouldn't go along with this, right? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, the the red flags are ridiculous. Like, we're... It's so bad that I'm sure I'll catch him this weekend. (laughs) Aren't you glad that your friend is at that point? Like, where you you try to shake somebody so much, shake some sense into them, and then finally they're there. Yeah, I've had other friends where they don't believe it when they hear it, you know, but she's actually, she's opening her eyes. Okay. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll deal with that as well because but it's what if you're right? Will you confront him or will you just bring the evidence back to your friend? Will you actually bust him? Will you j- j- bust in and be like, I gotcha? I don't know. I'm going to play it by ear, honestly. I might just text her to come bust him. <laughs> yeah, I think safety in numbers for sure. But if you're out, it's always nice to get in their head like... I see you. I see what you're doing. She seems dead set on making this happen. So here's what I'm really looking for. Has anyone else done this? Like you were the friend that busted the cheater. Like you went out knowing you were going to bust him. You wanted to get evidence and you wanted to get proof and you made it happen. I don't think anyone wants that knowledge. You but know, what's that's the next a, step? That's a heavy thing to have on your shoulders. Like, oh, I have to deliver this news to my best friend that I, I caught their significant other out with somebody else. 
But here's the deal. They're probably, I mean, in Miranda's case here, she's obviously looking for this. Yeah. You know, so I would say most of the time you're, your first thoughts are probably pretty accurate, right? There's no resolution yet to what Miranda is going through, but have you ever busted somebody for a friend? We heard from Miranda, who has got a lot on her plate this weekend. This is what she said is going on. My friend has had so many red flags coming from her boyfriend and mixed signals that she's pretty sure he's cheating. So I'm going to spend the weekend basically following him around to bust him. She's going to be on a stakeout. Yes. Trying to bust the maybe cheater friend. So we've got a lot of different angles we can go with this. My biggest concern is for her safety. If you if you make yourself known and you bust this guy, I, I don't think you want to be in a spot where he could turn violent. Yeah, maybe don't, Miranda, put yourself in that spot where you walk up unless they're out to eat and you're surrounded by people and then you just walk by. Just walk by and say, oh, hey, how's it going? So he sees you, you see him. But you give him time to formulate. You give him time to formulate an excuse. Like what? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a coworker. I mean, it's not like Wait he's. Wait they hold hands wow. or share a milkshake. <laughs> what is this, 1950? <laughs> like we were at the sock hop and I caught you cheating, sharing a milkshake. Uh, Lucy, you've been in this kind of a situation? I have. What happened? The first thing I have to say is as a friend, you need to be loyal to your friends. Sensitivity, you have to be about it because I've been on both sides. And my friend didn't tell me when I was on the side the first time until I found out. And then she was like, I knew. And I'm like, why didn't you say something? Yeah. I could at least have prevented this earlier. The biggest thing about it is you have to make sure that you're communicating with your friend. And so, like, when it happened to me, um, when it happened to me and I was aware that my best friend, they were together like nine years. And I was like, look, I was I was in the cities and I saw your man another girl and she's like no way you know we've been together way too long and I'm like no I'm telling you so what I had done was I had gone the next weekend to the same place and saw him with the same girl so I'm like all right well this is becoming a pattern on the weekend so I called my friend up and I'm like hey what are you doing this weekend and she was like nothing I'm like hey you want to go to the city with me and she's like sure I'm like yeah I found this really cool place and let's go check it out it's a billards and let's go check it out together because I was like 80% confident based on the two weekends before and based on the information she was giving me that he was going to be there again okay so I brought her out with me and we went to the same place and sure shoot enough guess who walked in with the girl no, no way do you blow it up right there I, I mean it well, I just was like, is that your man over there? And she was like, oh, my God. And they were kissing and everything. I'm like, you know, I gave you a heads up on this. And then after the fact, because she approached him and, you know, you know how it goes. Mm. And then I got her out of there. And on the way home, I said, you know, I brought you. And I told her the truth. I'm like, because you wouldn't believe me. So I just wanted you to know for yourself. And she's like, and my friend was like, you know, I'm so angry. And I appreciate it. And yes, you're right. I wasn't believing you because I couldn't believe it myself. And I said, well, you kind of gave me the information to bring you because he kept telling her, oh, I got to work this night. I got to work this night. Yeah. He wasn't at work the last two nights on Saturday. He was Following doing work. Pattern. That's what he was doing. He was doing work. A leopard does not change his spots. You, you use pattern. your spidey yep. sense. Yep. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you checking in. This is a very interesting take and, and uh, grateful that. Y'all didn't get hurt. Happy holidays, Lucy. Uh, hey, Dominique, I got time to hear about your situation. You've been in this situation, too? No. See, that's the thing. I was just the friend. Oh, you were the, you were the, you were the, uh, you were on the stakeout. You were busting the cheater. Yeah, and this wasn't even on purpose. Okay, break it down. So, 
I was out with a guy and his best friend. We always hung out, whatever, and I was becoming friends with his friend's girlfriend. There's going to be a lot of this. And, um, yeah, so the guy I was with had invited me out, but I guess he didn't tell his friend that I was coming, and he had another girl with him. No. And I'm like, that's not your friend. And... I was just like, just looking, not even saying anything. But before he leaves, his friends leave. His friend comes up to me like, hey, Dom, don't say anything to um, oh, no. my girlfriend or whatever. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, this is none of your business. Stay out of it. Oh. And I was like, what? And then a couple <laughs> days later, they broke up. And I was like, I guess I didn't have to tell her because she, she apparently everybody else did because I was... Just like, oh wow, that's y'all. It's a tough spot to be in, though, right? Yeah, because I told his, I told the guy, I was with, I'm like, is, is, is this normal for him just to be bringing random girls, in, or does it like, are they serious? And he was like, yeah, they serious, but I mean, he likes having options. But I was like, oh lord, yeah. It I feel so, bad for uh, all the women in the future in this guy's life because we, he's just going to do it over and over again. When we talk about this thing, it is so weird that there's not a monogamous lifestyle that it seems like faint out there you know what i mean like people get in a relationship and then they're just like yeah that's weird it's weird when married people cheat it's even weirder to hear people talk about it on the radio like it always surprises we'll get done with the show and i'll be like (laughs) did that random person just call us and tell us about their life blowing up and then they're like yeah but i love that because we use fake names like lucy was not her name or dominique which is clearly her name Dominique Uh, is her name. (laughs) (laughs) hey happy holidays dominique thanks for being on the show i hope you have a great day today the playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to bradshaw and brian law offices catch the live show weekdays from 5 30 to 9 on 1047 kcld now share this with a friend